The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg, and we are O and 7. What you gonna do about it? Well, I'm tired of crying, so it's time to start laughing here on show 421. And, of course, normally I'd have a pregame and a postgame and all that other stuff, but we're going to skip that because it's irrelevant at this point because we are, as everyone loves to point out, the worst team in the NFL. Whatever. I'll tell you one thing they don't talk about is the fan. They don't talk about the Raider Nation. They don't want to. When they do, that's always negative. It's always gang members or... Whatever, you know, you've heard the stereotypes. I have too. It is certainly not true, and if you're a Raider fan, you certainly know that. But the rest of the NFL loves to cap on the Raider Nation. The funniest thing is, we are the best fans of any franchise in the history of the NFL. Some stadiums fill out every game. They, they are proud to say that they sold out every game, and the Raiders, Raiders have had some, some games where they have been blacked out. And absolutely. But if you go to any game, anywhere, including London, for crying out loud, the Raider Nation travels, travels far, travels wide, and travels in bunches. The Raider fan travels because... We are the best and most dedicated fan base there is and there ever was. And probably there ever will be. So the fact that we're blown away, we're depressed, we're pissed, all those emotions that come along with this type of season is no surprise. Here's a surprise that the mainstream media doesn't want to say. The Raider Nation is not depleted. They're not fans leaving the team and going to other teams. There's no mass exodus of the Raider Nation. No. On the contrary, the Raider Nation is growing. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And to their dismay, it is not going away. I love it. Yes, they cap on the coach and they cap on the owner. They cap on the team and the play and, of course, the record. But the one thing they cannot cap on or contest by any stretch of the imagination is the tenacity, the willpower, and the staying power that is the Raider Nation. They take great pride in capping on the Raiders. They take great pride in talking about our new lows. They take great pride in trying to cut us off at the knee. But really... As fans, we know what's up. We know that we have a great quarterback with potential to be the best player in the draft from last year. We also have Mack, which is, could be the defensive player of the year this year on this franchise. Now, I doubt that it happens because, well, you know why? Because we're the Raiders and because of our record. It's not because of these young men's playing or their ability to make plays. It has everything to do with how mainstream sports and the rest of the NFL sees this team, not the players. Trust me, 
the sweetness that will be after we start to turn this around will be awesome. And they will hear it from every corner of the globe. There is no doubt in this fan's mind. So our trip to Seattle, we're 12-point underdogs, no doubt. But what a sweet victory that would be. Or even better yet, to beat Denver. That would be another sweet victory. The only way we're going to get out of this trench is to fight our way out. Okay? Because this team has to win to change people's views. And that's all there is to it. $50 million of whole draft class. And we're worse than we were last season. We all know this. We certainly do. We're seeing it. And we're standing by it every step of the freaking way. I want to encourage the Raider Nation not to eat our young because there's a lot of emotion going on on the Internet. Facebook's blowing up with fan-on-fan horse crap, and I'd like to see it stop because it's not about who's the best fan and who's the worst fan or who's the better fan, you know, because we should be opening our arms to every fan, every Raider fan, no matter what. They're still here. If they're talking about the Raiders, they ain't gone anywhere. I haven't seen anyone leave the team. Now, people are pissed. People are angry. People are disappointed. People are angry that people are angry, which is the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know, you got to stand by your team. Well, I stand by my team, but hey, man, when they're losing and they're playing like buffoons, I'm going to point it out. You guys know how I roll. That's how it is. But the Raider on Raider stuff, man, come on, man. Give me a break. We are Raider Nation. Big fan, little fan. Doesn't make any sense to me, bro. Not a bit. So let's get over the pettiness of who's right, who's wrong, who likes who. Uh, You know, it's garbage. Let's not divide here. Let's stand united. Let's be united and stay with this team And stop beating each other up because, listen, no matter how much of a fan you are, you're not playing the game. You're not passing the football. You're certainly not catching it, although some of you might catch it better than our wide receivers. You're not tackling because you're not on the defense. Our team is in a hole, no doubt. It's not forever. We have players It will get better. The mere fact that it's the Raiders is is enough to know that it's going to change. We're not the Lions. We're not the Cardinals. We're not the team, the the flash-in-the-pan football team. We are the Oakland Raiders champions, three-time Super Bowl champions. We are not going anywhere. We're not disappearing into history. Trust me, this will change. And it's going to change sooner than people think. It's the stress factor. It's the stress factor. You know, I like Tony Sperano. I like his takes. I think he's an honest coach. I think he's very forthright with what he's saying about the team and the players. He ain't pulling no punches. I think he's being realistic. Let's listen to him for a second. Coach Sperano, appreciate your time, though, as always. How are you, sir? How are you doing today? 
I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Thank you very much. Uh, Coach Sperano is brought to us in part by McDonald's and Mission Park Orthopedic Medical Group. It was uh, it was a rough one yesterday, Coach, and it just seems like week in, week out, uh, from the very first week to, to now, getting the offense in rhythm early, it, it just... Uh, if, is it that hard? Are you making it look hard? Are other teams making it look hard? How come rhythm, not just first downs, but rhythm is so hard to establish early for, well, for this offense? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think obviously, you know, you got to give some credit to the opponent. You know, uh, first of all, I mean, I thought that, uh, you know, they came out and, uh, you know, and, and we knew that they were going to play with a lot of uh, – you know, enthusiasm and a lot of emotion early, which I thought our guys matched uh, in the ball game there. But, uh, you know, coming off of a loss like they came off of, you know, to to Jacksonville, we knew we would get, you know, their absolute best shot. But, you know, I didn't really necessarily feel that way, you know, from a rhythm standpoint early in the game. What I felt like was that we were moving the ball, you know, and then – you know, one way or another, finding a way, okay, to make one play all of a sudden stall a drive. And uh, that happened a few different times. I mean, we took the ball. You know, obviously they they deferred and put us out there first. And, you know, we went down the field and, you know, and then we kind of sputtered there, you know, uh, uh, when we got on their side of of the uh, 50-yard line or 40-yard line thereabouts. And they made a nice play, you know. We didn't make a play, and uh, you know that's that's uh, uh, we ended up with no points there. You know, in that situation, that's when we faked the field goal, and uh, you know that turned into a turnover. So that wasn't a great start there. Uh, but uh, the the, the 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 play before the field goal fake, it right. was I, be- I believe on first down. You wanted to fugazi everyone. Where's the ball? Where's Carr? Well, Carr's actually out in a pattern right here. And I, I, I just felt that, you know, I think Greg Olson's first job should be settling down his quarterback and calming down and just getting him into the game. And it's been a, a, a weekly issue. And, and I was really surprised to see a gimmick that up front in the first drive's game plan. Yeah, well, I mean, I thought the first play of the game, I mean, you know, we moved Derek and he threw, you know, he threw a good strike on the sideline, I think, to Holmes. Yeah, I like uh, that play action. Yeah, out there. And, uh, you know, Derek, you know, completed a couple of balls early in, you know, early in the drive. And, you know, the, the, you know, to be quite honest with you, I mean, you know, uh, that was just, you know, a little wrinkle off of the Wildcat stuff, you know, uh, which is not really something that we do a lot, you know, of, but, uh, you know, has been, fairly effective, you know, in the times that we have run it, you know, and when I say affected, I mean, we haven't thrown a pass off of that. They've all been runs. So those runs have been efficient runs, hey, uh, you know, of in, in our case, okay, five or more. But, uh, you know, that was a scenario there where, you know, we kind of had an idea that they would bring the corner, you know, off of Derek in that situation. And, you know, uh, there ended up being a penalty flag on the field, you know, uh, but uh, they picked it up, you know, obviously, you know, we'll turn the play in. We'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, uh, hindsight being what it is, you know, we probably, you know, need to just continue to do 
you know, a little bit of what we do, you know, and that's uh, that's on me. So I need to, do, you know, I need to do a better job of that. You know, and uh, we were running the ball really well early in a football game, particularly in that drive. Coach Sperano here on the Damon Bruce Show, and and I'm guessing that the <laughs> the fake field goal worked an awful lot better in practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked like a Jeez. charm in practice. But, uh, you know, I mean, listen, you don't go on the road, and you're not where we are right now, and you can't go out there afraid to play aggressive and to be aggressive. And, you know, in that situation there, you know, it was, it was an aggressive call, and, you know, I stand by the call, I mean, and and you know, at the end of the day, we didn't go there to lose a football game. We went there to win a football game, okay? And if that play works, you know, obviously, you're the smartest guy in the world. If it doesn't work, well, you know, you're a dope, and I get it. So, but uh, that's a chance that, you know, that I felt like we could take there. You know, we really felt like our going into the game, our defense was going to play well. And, you know, our defense did a good job, you know, in that ball game and did a good job on that drive of keeping them to three points, you know, uh, off of that uh, off of that turnover. So, you know, it's not something I make a practice of. It's not something that would be in my background, you know, uh, quite a bit. But, uh, you know, in that situation there, just, uh, you know, I felt like yeah, it, the moon's aligned properly for the call. We didn't execute the play, obviously, okay, uh, from the snap. So uh, that was, you know, that was the end result. I appreciate the candor, Coach. Is it safe to say that going forward, um, you know, finding just a few maybe easier passes for your quarterback to complete? Because, look, I love Derek Carr. I think this kid has got all sorts of bright future in front of him. Yeah. And, and, I mean, he looks to me to be ready to do more, um, but maybe he shouldn't be asked to do it. It seems like – Five out of seven throws are back shoulder fades to the sideline. Right, so, yeah. I mean, you, you guys are in love with that pattern. Well, I mean, you know, first of all, it's one of the things our receivers do well. And, and you know, and a real wise man uh, in this business once told me, okay, to make sure that you do what your players do well. Um, you know, and don't ask them to do some of the things maybe that they don't do so well. And, uh, you know, that's something that we spent some time, you know, through the bye week with. But, you know, there were plenty of opportunities to get across the field yesterday and to get down the field yesterday. And now that our players have seen the film, you know, I think they see that we missed a few opportunities during the course of that thing. The good news is, you know, and, and I, you know, I hear what you're saying loud and clear, but you know, our quarterback threw 54 passes yesterday and he wasn't intercepted at all. Hey, and you know, for a young kid to go out there and throw the ball 54 times and not throw an interception like that in that situation, you know, it tells you that he's getting through his progressions properly and he's getting rid of the ball on time. And you know, he had one or two things from a protection standpoint yesterday where you know uh, he's going to learn from. You know, uh, I think going forward, and that's a good thing about him. I mean, he's just he's a curious guy. He learns each and every week and he continues to get better and better and you know I mean we want to be able to push the ball down the field too with him you know because it's something that he can do he's got a big arm and you know in this game you know chunk plays in this game really are necessary and uh you know we got to be able to get them we were able to get them against san diego a couple weeks ago and force their hand that way and you know that changed the game and put us in you know in a little different position going into that game and you know yesterday we couldn't really create a lot of those we had some chances at them but uh you know we just didn't uh we didn't execute them properly
Coach Sperano here on the Damon Bruce Show. It's a pleasure to talk to the Raiders interim head coach each and every week, and it does not get easier going forward. I mean, we all saw the schedule when it came out, and we said there are no no, no team in the NFL has a harder two-week schedule than you do. You're playing the Super Bowl, last year's Super Bowl over the next two weeks, starting with a trip to Seattle and then the Denver Broncos. I know you got to handle them one at a time. I want to talk about team confidence. How do you, how do you talk to your team an 0-7 team and instill confidence into 0-7 going into Seattle. Right. Well, I mean, honestly, here's exactly what I told our team today. And, and you know, this is this is a true statement, you know, and uh, uh, it's really, you know, what I said to them today is I just said to them, listen, you know, we're here. This is where we are. Okay. We put ourselves here. Nobody else put us here. And we're the only people that are going to be able to dig ourselves out of this. And quite honestly, we're the only people that probably believe that we can do this. Hey, so at the end of this thing, you know, we can only look at the obstacle in front of us, okay? And, you know, sometimes you can get caught up into not different than you just asked the question, okay? You could get caught up into looking long-term and looking down the road and looking at, you know, three, four opponent, okay, this type of stuff. Right now, we have to worry about one game. You know, it's funny. I'm sitting in my office right now looking at a, a, a piece of film, okay, that I froze here, and it's, you know, of the St. Louis Rams playing the same team. Hey, playing Seattle. And I'm pretty sure going into that game, okay, that not a lot of people gave them a chance there either. You know, and uh, right now we just have to keep, you know, keep our eyes on what's in front of us. We can't worry about what's behind us once we left the building. We have to learn from what's behind us, and we'll do that. You know, it's not okay, you know, what happened to us, you know, this weekend and the last couple weekends. But we have placed ourselves in a position to win games over the last three weeks. Now, hey, listen, our fans, our owner, our, our general manager, the players in that locker room, they deserve to feel a taste of, you know, of what it's like to win right now. And, uh, you know, we need to get out there and get some validation and, and, and to be able, you know, to uh, to do that, you know, you got to look at the first step first, and that's going to be, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. When things are going wrong, I always appreciate accountability and candor, and you are giving us that each and every week, Coach, and I thank you for it, and I wish you luck getting ready for Seattle. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you very much. Tony Sperano here on the Damon Bruce Show. And there is a great take by C.O. Moore, man, on 95.7 The Game. I love this player. He is really a great Raider. Uh, I don't want him going anywhere. I want him on this team because he is, and he has, the heart of the Raiders. And trust me, great player. Let's listen to him. C.O. Moore is good enough to join us. Of course, outside linebacker for the uh, Raiders. John Lund, Greg Poppy here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, I was just watching back the game against Cleveland, and I was so impressed with the way you guys played the outside zone. The way you in particular just read... Uh, the guards and gaps, and it just seemed like their outside zone, you guys completely just knocked them back and stuffed their run game. Yeah, I think uh, from the defensive side of the ball, I think we really we really, uh, we really, really dove into that game plan and we really believed in it and we really went out and tried to execute it the best way we could, man. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a total effort. But, you know, you still see where that total effort came up short, where there's one or two plays where we can't let happen. That, that ruins, you know, uh, you know, playing a really good game of defense, you know, by letting one or two plays come out that, that could have, you know, affected or changed the game. So um, 
I think we just it's something that you learn and you build on, you know, and uh, you look at it and you see how many guys are getting around the ball now. You know, there's, there's guys flying and humming to the ball, and there's the, the opportunities are starting to come in shape, you know, take shape. Now we just got to close in and, and finish executing. Yeah. They end up scoring 23, but you guys played much better than that. There was a couple of turnovers. We had, you guys had to get back on the field quickly. How difficult is that when there's a quick turnover? Darren had a fumble, and you guys had to get get on the field quickly, and they kind of went down the field pretty fast. How difficult is that to be? Maybe you're, maybe you're planning on the sideline for the next possession, and then all of a sudden, boom, the ball's turned over. you got to run back on the field like that. Is that How tough is that? I mean, well, you, you, you practice to put yourself in a position where it's not a tough situation, one. And then the second part of it, uh, you know, you know, sudden change, there's not much that we can do do once it happens. All we can do is, you know, get the ball back to the offense once. If it, however, a sudden change occurs when we're on the, on the, on that side of the ball. It doesn't matter where the, where they put the ball down. We just got to, excuse me, we just got to execute and, uh, you know, uh, get hats to the ball, get out, get out on a three and out or create another turnover. That's really just all it's about. Once you get a sudden change, it's, you know, because panicking doesn't do anything. You know, it's 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 about okay. Let's be clear, concise, be direct. You know, be punctual and get off the field. And the one, you know, we fumble the ball on like the ten yard line, and then they give it to West, and he goes in. And, and that play, he ran more downhill power. Uh, I I go back to the San Diego game last year. They had to get away from their outside zone with Ryan Matthews and went more downhill. And the way you, and you in particular, and the edge setters, Mayoa and Max, just, you just annihilated the run game, which leads to this week. Because Seattle's probably the best at it with the outside zone blocking scheme and the right. cutback. So can you take the same mindset that you showed in Cleveland up to Seattle and shut down Beast Mode and, and Robert Turbin and their guys? Uh, I say yes and no. Because, you know, we want to play with that same intensity. But uh, that didn't come up with a win last week. So there has to be pieces of that that has to improve. So... You know, there's 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 pieces of it that you take with you, and there's there's more pieces that you add throughout the week, and that's what we're doing and game planning and and practicing and getting the reps down and you know doing everything that Coach Toronto's you know has has out for us throughout the week, so that we're in the best possible situation, whether it be mentally and physically on the football field to execute to 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 put a win in our win column. Going, Greg mentions going up to Seattle. Are you excited about that? The the going up there, the crowd is obviously going to be loud. You're the type of guy that I think feeds off that kind of stuff, don't you? Yeah, man, I'm um, I'm I'm excited to go up there with 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 the team and with these group of guys, man. We're we're getting closer and closer, and I'm 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 always excited to play the ball, play ball. You get to run and hit somebody for a living. What the heck? <laughs> you know what I mean? People should see your it's eyes, man. You kind of got yeah, you, you, get, you know what I mean? Like, start getting into baseball. it. Yeah. You have a bad day, you can go yeah, run and yeah. run into something. Like you know what I mean? That's a pretty uh pretty cool drop. Right, but, I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you in a bad mood now. But uh, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I'm ask you about, about it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna ask you about the one you had one right in your hands. And what I saw was he said like Rick he's, he's, he's leaving. He's <laughs> oh, he's doing push-ups. He's, he's just, doing push-ups. You gotta get me, this. Just me mentioning you're dropping doing ten. What? Yeah, that must be a thing, right? Is <laughs> like, that it? Can I ask the question now, or do you got to do ten more? Every time he asks it, you don't let have me, to do let ten. Me, do let, you? Me, let me just tell you what I saw. And <laughs> he was uh, rocked about. I saw your hands were even, and when the ball was coming, you moved the right hand in front and almost like speed bagged the ball out and didn't. If you kept the hands level. You might have caught it. You're getting. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> have you been on the jugs gun all week with the receivers and backs and oh, tight ends this man. week? You know. Yeah, um, you had one. That was a. That was a very hard learning lesson for me. When you have. When you put yourself 
in the opportunity to make a play for for the team, and and it, and it'd be a substantial change in the game. You've got to you've got to hone into it. You've got to catch it, and you you you've got to make the play. And um, it's a learning lesson for me, man. It, it makes me sick every time I think about it, or or it comes about, man, because there, there was an opportunity for me to help my team win that I had in my hands, and I that I didn't I didn't look in, and um, you know. I, I, it, you know, it's bothering you. I love it. You yeah, man. I love that you cared. I love you hate yeah. to lose. Which yeah. is, was it the, the right? What, what was the learning point? Did you move that right the, hand out the, in front? What'd you do? Don't be surprised when when plays come to you. Yeah, you know, is that what I, it was? I look at myself as a, as a playmaker. I try to go out there and make a play, on the ball, off the ball, wherever the ball is, whoever's got it. Try to make a play, and uh, sometimes you get excited like there's no way. This ball is gonna come right here. There's no way. And then it's there. It's there. Yeah. And I just, I just gotta. I've, I'm, I'm that big play player. That's how I look at myself. And I've gotta, I've gotta hone in on on those plays. And I gotta do the best job that I can to help every guy that's out there busting their tails. You know, because with that play, man, there was a, there was a barricade up the side. You know, for me to. Is that what you saw? That's what I saw. So that's why you drafted. You were looking at your pick six in it. I got too eager. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And you know what I love is that that play is haunting you, isn't it? It's and these losses. So you go out seven times and you can't get one, and you're close. I mean, to me, you're not that bad a team. No. You know, you're not a winless team to me. You're close. So is it eating you alive? What? What? How is it right now to come to work and not be able to get one yet? Fall down seven times, get up eight. Don't matter. Yeah. I've ne- I've grown up with 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 women in my life, with people in my life that have taught me there's no such thing as I can't, and there's no such thing as quitting. We, what 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 language is that? You know, the only way you're gonna get through the fire is going through it, dealing with it. And uh, I think you know what we're doing with Coach Sperano and and the, and all the coaches and the staff and and just throughout the team, man, where everybody's busting their hump and their tail to to figure everything out, to do everything the right way, man. And um, it's, it, it's it's exciting, and um, we're we're just that close. And for me, I look at it as just being that that close, you know, to being able to make each and every play in the, in the game. I don't, you know, a tackle is a tackle, and every everyone counts. But you got to make you got to make something impactful each and every game to try to change the game. And uh, when you look at great players, that that's what they do in each and every game. They make a play where you're like, "Holy crap! All right, look, he's in the game. We got to fr- make sure we figure out where he is and not to go there." So that's good, man. Love your energy, man. That's awesome. Hey, thanks. everybody yeah. else felt like yeah, you, you did. You pissed me like... off with the whole oh, pick thing. Man. <laughs> now he's on fire. You know what I mean? The next one you're not going to drop, right? No, you're no, not going to drop no, it. There's yeah. no more of those. Thank you, man. Uh, have fun in Seattle, man. Thanks I for stopping will. by. All, All right. right, there you go. See you more stopping by. He's going to punch Greg right in the face right now. <laughs> And then we'll come back. So on that note, I'm just going to go to the bone line. We're going to talk about the Brownies game. One of the ugliest contests I can remember in a long time. The Raiders played terribly. They played like the clowns in the clown car. Trust me. But we lost. Stepping it up. Uh, You know, we got Carr. We got Mac. We got players that can make some plays. You know, a, a CJ. What a great pickup that was. 
carry. I mean, we're seeing our young talent develop and turn into real players. And when this team actually gels, they are going to be us against the world. And trust me, man, there is not a better motivator than getting that on your shoulders and taking that into the season, especially with talent and a good coaching staff, all of which I see coming very soon. Incidentally, if we do go 0-10, which is a terrible thing to say, but realistic, I believe, and it should be the case, that Reggie McKenzie should get his ass fired and be out of that office because he really has nothing else to do this season. There's nothing for him to do that a secretary couldn't do besides get ready for the draft, which is what I don't want him doing because I don't want his sticky little fingers anywhere on this team, uh, especially after this season. He needs to go. The reason Mark's keeping him, he has a five-year contract. If Mark shit-cans him now, he's got to pay him anyway, so might not let him ride out the season. Hmm, well, if we're 0-10, it would certainly be a big slap in the face for us for him to keep Reggie around. My two cents, it's my take, but that's what I'm thinking. So let's get to the bone line and find out what you are thinking. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Because the Raider fan has the voice, not Raider Greg. It's you guys out there. The guys out there that are afraid to call or don't want to call. This is the time you should be calling. This is the time you have to lay it down. No matter how you think you sound, the rest of the nation needs to hear your ass here on this show. So get on that phone and dial up that phone line and get on it. We're also at www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. We're on Facebook. Check it out. We are alive and well. So let's get to our first caller, who we got. And our first caller is Raider John from Rhode Island. What's going on, brother? Yes, my bathroom remodel is causing some havoc in my podcasting, but uh, we're going to get by, you know. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider John from Rhode Island. Haven't called in a while, but just heard your uh, show about, uh, well, the show of you in the bathroom. Well, the show of the terrible sound quality because you're remodeling the bathroom, I should say. But anyway, let me get to my point. Um, I just want you to keep your head up, man. I know 0-1-6, it sucks right now. But the thing is, Dennis Allen, in my opinion, should have never been the coach of the team. He does not have head coach experience. Um, he's gone. I, I feel like we're 0-1-2 more or less because of what Sperano. He's more of a head coach guy. But even so... You got to look at the games that we played against New England and San Diego. We played really good games against them. I mean, we played decent against Arizona. Could have played better, but I mean, I think what we're looking for out of this team is consistency. And obviously, we've just been consistent, consistently uh, bad dropping balls and penalty wise. But I think that they could turn it around, man. Just keep your head up and hope for the best. If guys can stop dropping balls and we can win games at the end, you know, a couple games this year, we, we could have easily won. It could have swung the other way, you know. We'd only be 2-4, and four, granted, but 
you know, it's a rookie quarterback, and we got all these guys we just threw together. It's going to take some time. I know uh, we can't blame it all on Al, but it was a long time coming for Al doing a lot of things, and it's only been a, a few years since the past. And I think, you know, the thing is, it just sucks after all them years, and now we got to go through it all again, basically. But the one thing is, I think that they're showing a little bit more consistency in, in building some sort of identity for themselves, even though it's a terrible one right now. I think that they can turn that around and turn the consistency into good consistency. So we'll have to see what happens, but, man, just hopefully keep your head up. Hopefully your bathroom comes out nice and uh, you'll feel better then. Take care, guys. Thanks for the show, man. And I just want to say, too, I definitely appreciate the show. I know every other fan does, too. I definitely speak for them. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you very much for what you do. So have a good day, guys. Yeah, I hope my bathroom turns out good, too, for crying out loud. I'm busting my ass to make it so for my wife. But as far as the team goes, yeah, I do see improvement. I do see players making, like I said before, we have to look at individual players and how they're playing. I think we have a good core group of guys. If we don't get rid of them at the end of the season, our rookies, our draftees, I think we have something to build on. And I think we have something to look forward to. These guys are learning what it's like to be on the wrong side of the score. And I think that this is part of building an organization that, uh, or a team, actually, that buys in and doesn't listen to what anybody else says and just goes out there and kicks ass. Uh, it's the beginning. we got to start over. Oh, well, yeah, Allen was a mistake. Who knew? Um, and now we got to start over. Is right. Oh, well, what are we going to do about it? We're going to watch our team. We're going to cheer them on. And actually, the most important thing is, is what you did is pick me up and pick each other up and keep moving forward as a fan base. You know what I mean? Thank you for the call, man, and the props for sure. And I hope this sound quality is a little better. I'm working on it. <laughs> and our next caller is Raider Rob from Maryland. He's letting me know what's up, man. What is happening? I love you guys. You know I do. What's happening, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland. Just sitting there listening to your latest podcast about your current state of the Raiders. Man, it is right on. And I just want to say thanks again for everything you do. It's so cool to be able to hear everybody else's frustration and hear everybody else's opinion. Of course, you putting it out there. But, um, you know, fuck these guys, dude. Benjamin McKenzie's a fucking turd. He's like that fucking turd in that movie where those guys made that hot chick and at the end she turned his brother into a piece of shit. That's what that guy is. But anyway, I guess we're playing the Browns today. And who gives a fuck, man? Who gives a fuck? I say let Rich Cannon be the fucking coach. That shit he was fucking talking about on the radio was fucking on time. These guys are just fucking cashing goddamn checks. And they shouldn't. Go to fucking Raiders. Well, thanks for the props, Rob. I appreciate that. And Rich Gannon did just fucking torch this team. He was pretty honest. You know, he apologized later, but I don't think he should have. I think what he said was right on the money. And, uh, well, the team should hear it because it's the truth. Thanks for the call and the support, my brother. Our next caller is a very, very cool, good friend, Raider Damien from Placer County. The guy is solid, good man, great Raider fan, smart dude. Like him. What's going on, my brother? 
Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Damien up here in Placer County. How you doing, boys? So, if you don't put this on, I totally get it, but I, I got to call out Money Man Has Spoken, Raider. Dude, I am sick and fucking tired of you coming on this show week after week and talking about Terrell Pryor. He is gone. He sucks. He's a third-string quarterback, okay? If he was worth his ass, he would still be around in some capacity, but he's not. Give it up. Let's move on. We've got bigger fish to fry than worrying about what Terrell Pryor should or should not have done or what Dennis Allen should or should not have done to him two fucking years ago. All right? This team's in big fucking trouble, and we need to fucking move on. But I'm sick and goddamn tired about hearing about this, you know, Mr. Tattoo Freebie dude from frickin' Ohio State. I'm out. Very well said, because I said it myself. Terrell Pryor is history. I mean, we, we, we might as well be talking about Art Shell or Tom Walsh. He's gone. He wasn't a very good quarterback, or he'd still be playing, and that is the end of that. I hope Money Man Has Spoken finally gets it because I'm honestly tired of hearing about that crap myself. The the whole conspiracy, the whole deal, well, some bad shit is what I think. Thank you for the call, brother. Always good. And our next caller, and I can only imagine who it is. I think I know from his voice and his lovely tone. I believe this is Obi-Wan. Reader. I hope I'm right. What the fuck is up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is beyond fucking pathetic. This is a total insult to every Raider fan that works all week long, hears shit from every motherfucking body, still supports this fucking team. Now, obviously... We're Raider fans. We're not going to turn away from our fucking team. But you know what? This is fucking bullshit. This is beyond decrepit. Even your carcass, he fucking won some games. The product on the field is beyond shit. It's whale shit. The shit fucking, it's worse than whale shit. It's the fucking leftover goddamn decomposing crap pieces from the fucking dinosaurs 75 million years ago that sunk to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Not only are we at the bottom of the fucking NFL, we are at the bottom of our fans' hearts because our hearts are being pulled through our fucking assholes every single fucking game. You hear, oh, there's a good practice. Oh, they work it on it. Those Toronto's got them buying in. Full fucking shit. It's not about the coaches anymore. These motherfuckers on the goddamn field are the ones that are fucking dropping the passes, false starting, not blocking properly, fucking panicking when pressure comes at them, not making the goddamn sacks, not making the fucking tackles, fucking whipping on shit, okay? Blow up the whole motherfucking team, keep selected people from the last two fucking draft classes, and Charles Woodson, because the fucking ancient 38-year-old fucking man is doing better than all these motherfuckers combined. Wait a great, I'm sorry, I fucking had it. I'm not watching any more fucking games. Fuck these guys. I'm still a Raider fan, don't get me wrong. Al Davis, I'm, you know what? I'm happy Al Davis is fucking dead. You know why? Because he would have fucking came with a goddamn Uzi shooting every motherfucking body over this bullshit. But not even go Raiders. You know what? Go Raider fans. Much love to you. Fuck the team. I'm out, Obi-Wan Raider. I told you it was Obi-Wan Raider. But listen, man, I know it's tough for everybody. Everybody's pissed. I was pissed. I'm pissed. I was depressed. I was pissed. You got to be over it. We are over it. 
We're not playing this game. They're playing the game. Yes, they're losing. And yes, we're lower than whale shit. <laughs> Dinosaur shit or whatever. But hey, man, we got a chance to win every game. I don't care who we're playing. Seattle, the Broncos. I mean, one of these games, everything's going to go right for us because so far, everyone's gone wrong. The referees, the play calling. Eventually, someone's going to get get it right. I'm hoping that we get at least one win. And when we do, at least we'll be able to see it. And then we'll be able to count on those players. And hopefully, we'll build on this and get something better. Nothing we can do about it, man. But uh, being pissed, I know you're going to be a Raider fan forever. And trust me, bro, if that game is on anywhere in Sears or if you're going down the road to see a TV on, trust me, you're going to stop. You're going to watch this game. You're going to watch every game. We all are, no matter how pissed off we are, because we are Raider Nation. Thank you for the call, and hey, man, we're all feeling you, man. Trust me, you are not alone. Our next caller is Raider Pelon. And uh, listen, man, this is a good caller. He is a good Raider fan. But listen to what he says very closely. Hi, this is former Raider Pelon calling out of SoCal. I just wanted to... Say thank you to all the Raider fans that supported the Raiders. I know all of us care except the fucking organization. They don't give a shit. So I was hoping for one win to keep hopes, but 0-7, you know I'm done. Hope all you guys have fun. Hope there's future success, but I'm done with the Raiders. I'm done with football. I'm just I'm going to go be a hermit. Nice. Now, he didn't say he was leaving the Raiders. He didn't say he was going to be a Raider fan. He said he's leaving football. <laughs> this year, I could see it. I could see not watching football the rest of the season. But I can tell you, man, no matter how pissed he is, he's going to turn that fucking television on and watch some Raider football. No matter what he says. No matter what. Because every game... We have a chance to win every single game. I don't give a rat's ass who we're playing, what time it is, what coast it's on. I don't give a shit because the Raiders have done it many times in the past. We've sucked bad in 2006 and came out of nowhere and freaked out the super freaks on the field and won a game. And so you don't want to miss that game this year because it's going to be some sweet victory. I don't give a shit about our record. We're going to see a good football game sometime in this 16-game stretch. And that's the one I'm looking for, and that's the one we should all be looking for. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, well, we got to have to start next year. I don't give a shit how many losses in a row. These guys love to throw this bullshit stats around. I don't give a shit. This team is the Raiders, it's my team, and it's your team, and I know we're pissed. I'm there with you, man, but nobody is going anywhere, including Raider Pilon. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller, I usually don't hear from him until around the Kansas City games, but this is our good buddy over there in Missouri, this is Raider Dan from KC. Love this guy. 
He's a true Raider fan, and he's a true Chiefs hater. I love it. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan from KC. Man, you know, as usual, I listen to the game on the internet. I hear McFadden running, he gets hit, fumble the ball. The first thing that came to my mind was, damn, you know what? I actually know who is going to pick the first three picks of the NFL draft next year. It will be the Raiders, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville goes in the actually, check that. The Buccaneers going to overtime. The very first play of the game. The very fucking first play of the game. Dude catches the ball. He gets hit and fumble. Return for a touchdown. You know, when you're a bad fucking team, that's what the fuck you are. It's exactly what Dennis Ring said. You are who we thought we were. We're three fucked up ass teams. You know, I'm going to be a fan. That's not going to change. You know, my sister, she gave me two tickets to the Raider Chiefs game in KC. Fuck the Chiefs. I'm still going to keep saying that. I'm going to write Tom, hey, if we win two fucking games, we're going to beat your fucking ass, and that's not going to change. Fuck the Chiefs. Go Raiders. Sell the team. It's been a long fucking 10 years, man, but... You know, these punk-ass Chiefs fans ask me, why do you keep wearing that stuff? I'm a Raider fan. That's not going to change. That's never going to change. And I think I speak for all Raider fans. That's not going to change. Fuck the Chiefs. Go Raiders. Just keep on trying. Just don't lay down, guys. Just keep trying. All right, I'm out. There you go. Raider Dan from Kansas City. Letting us all know what's up. You know, he ain't going to quit. He's pissed. You could hear how depressed he is. We're all that way. But he's got his two tickets. And trust me, he's wearing his silver and black, just like I'm wearing my shit still, just like everybody who is a fan. Matter of fact, I wear more Raiders shit now than I do on a normal season. Because people know I'm a Raider fan. People know me like they know you. And if you don't wear your shit, it is some kind of a weird, you know, what's wrong? I mean, I I don't wear something Raider one day. What, you're not going to have them as your team? That's some bullshit. I always say this. What, do I got to have a tattoo across my face? Listen, I'm Raider Nation. We'll always be. We're all going to be that way. Yes, we're down. But we are far from out. Thank you for the call, Dan, and I hope we beat those fucking Chiefs, too, especially for you, brother. And next from Buffalo, my good brother, the Raiders Edge. He's up in the house. What's happening, man? Hey, what's going on, Raider Greg? This is the Raiders Edge from Buffalo, New York. Haven't called in in a while. It's been really busy. Uh, It's Monday morning after another embarrassing loss uh, to the Cleveland Browns on the road. We are now 0-7. There seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel here. It's just pressing. It's just really bringing me down, man. You know, this is not just a football 
team, even if it's a football game. You know, when you're a Raider fan, you know, it's personal, man. The Raiders are family. It's just, I'm in, a, I'm like in a depressed state right now, you know, and there's like, there's no answers. Nobody has answers. You know, you know it's just, it's the, you know, our owner is clueless. Our general manager can barely put a, a, a sentence together. I mean, I can't even understand that guy when he talks. All he talks about is, we're going to win championships. We're going to win championships. This motherfucker has won eight games in two and a half years since he's been here. He's eight and 31 since he's taken over as general manager. I mean, let that sink in for a second. Eight wins and 31 losses. And this guy has the nerve to go on there and talk about winning championships. Give me a fucking break. I mean, this team is clueless. Nobody knows what to do. I've just never seen the Raiders this bad. I mean, ugh, it's heartbreaking. You know, you know what's really fucked up? Do a little research. You, know, you don't even realize this shit unless you look it up. Since 1995, since the Raiders returned to Oakland, they've, they have had three winning seasons since 1995. Three winning seasons. If that's not fucking disturbing, I don't know what is. It just goes to show you how clueless this franchise is. And it has been clueless for a very, very long time. It's like Al Davis just lost touch, like, towards the, you know, mid-90s. It was just, it was over. It was over. He got lucky. Finding Gruden and Gannon. Had a nice little run there for three, four years. And that's it. The team hasn't done shit. I really don't know what's going to happen next with the current regimen. You know, unbelievable that we're looking at 0-16 right now. We are staring 0-16 in the face right now. I mean, it's just unbelievable. The Oakland Raiders, this once proud franchise, is now facing 0-16 in the face. It's just so sad. You know, I'm assuming Reggie McKenzie is going to be fired. The whole coaching staff is being, everybody's going to be out. You know, I I like Derek Carr, and I think he's showing progress and improvement. But boy, it's just it's hard to it's hard to move forward when you go home sixteen. It's like it's just there's just no you can't get excited about anything. I just can't. I mean, Clomac looks good, but it's just you gotta win some games, man. I I, I really really don't know what to do anymore. It's just like it's all coming to an end now, like. Unbelievable. I guess that's it. I'll see you guys. Take care. Don't lose hope, brother. We're all, you know, different stages of depression. (laughs) That's funny. But it's true. Listen, nothing's going to change this year. We're going to stink. We stink already. Uh, Sperano's got the team playing pretty good, better than Allen did. And we could win a game or two, or we might go all the way. Who knows? I know this. We're still in transition. This is not the team we're looking forward to. 8 and 31 tells me everything about Reggie McKenzie, or like I call him, Veggie McKenzie. Uh, We're going to have to start all over. New GM, new coach, new staff, and uh, see what happens from there. What we do have, though, are players. We've got core players. We have good draft picks. We have some guys with some talent. This is where our building starts doesn't start with Sperano. doesn't start with Mark Davis. It starts with our young athletes. We must keep them. And if Veggie keeps his little greasy little fingers in there and gets rid of them, 
That will be a pisser. But I don't think it's going to happen, man, because I don't think he's going to be around long enough to make those choices. Thanks for the call, man. Keep your chin up. Raider Nation's still in the house. Nobody is going nowhere. And our next caller is the Raider General. He's up in the house. Very good fan. Tough for all of us, man. Listen to us. <laughs> What's up, man? Raider General here, guys. Um, it's Monday again. You know, it's like I went to a funeral, like every other week for the last 10 years. You know, we live in Michigan, and we live in Lion Territory, and it's a great sacrifice for us to watch our team every week. You know, we have to buy a ticket because there's no fucking way we're going to watch a Raider games because they're not going to be aired around here. And we go through a lot. Sundays we wake up, we go to church, we go to eat with Grandma and Grandpa, and we come home. My son watches the Vikings, his team, and then at 4 o'clock we start our ritual, my son and I. And we watch our game at 4. And we watch the Raiders till halftime. And then he has to go to religious ed till 7.30. So we're in a bit of a suspended reality for that time. That with great hope that no matter what happened in that first half, we're going to come home and we're going to watch the second half and things will be better. They never are. They never are. Our priest this week had something interesting in his homily that stuck with me. And just my girl religious on everybody, but um, I'm Catholic. So uh, a priest in his homily said, he quoted another inspirational speaker, Stephen Covey. And Stephen Covey says, the main thing is making the main thing the main thing. Of course, our priest was talking about making God the main thing in your life. But I'm talking to you, Mr. Davis. Listen to this and listen clearly because we're talking to you directly. The main thing is making the main thing the main thing. And the main thing for you is to find a fucking competent GM and coach because we clearly do not have that. We're, there are worse teams with less talent winning games. I'm not going to talk about the players. I, 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 will, I, I feel badly for this car kid because he's doing everything he can to win. He's Brett Favre Jr. You know, I see it in him. And there's just nothing around him. I mean, four sacks in one game. I think now the offensive line is giving up. It was the only hope we had. I mean, the four sacks all year, great. What happened yesterday? I see signs of them all giving up now. That's what happens when you lose this much. Even the best players. I mean, look at poor Charles Woodson. A Raider. A Raider. He bleeds it. Great year. I feel bad for that poor bastard for coming back here. It's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that we put that product out there and that he has to play for this team. An embarrassment. Now, I'm a freelancer, so I don't get to take a lot of shit from people after a beating like we had yesterday. Um, but in our small community, people know we're the Raider fans. I mean, we're a small community here in Michigan, and we're the Raider fans. But today, you know, my, my son always says, you know, I'm going to get shit from a couple hundred kids tomorrow, all day long. 
you know, just give them the business. They're good kids, not bad shit, but just give them the business all day long, especially when the Lions pulled one out yesterday. So it's even worse. But you know what he came down wearing this morning? He came down wearing his silver and black. He's wearing his regular T-shirt. He knows full well it's going to be a red flag for everyone to just give him shit. But that's Raider Nation. That's who we are. We bleed this shit. We live and die this shit. I mean, I saw Oaktown Raider passed, and I, uh, rest in peace, my friend. And I mean, we have the best fans in the world. And there's people like my son and I that, you know, we bleed this shit. I don't see them bleeding for us. Who's bleeding for us? Mr. Davis. I'm out. I just, uh, I hate this team. I love it and I hate it. It's, um, you know, around Wednesday, I'll, I'll, I'll start coming around Thursday, Friday. I'll start thinking about Saturday. I'll get ready. Sunday, I'll wake up with hope. And you know what? I will watch them again. And I will never miss a game. And that will be my pattern for the rest of my life, no matter what. Why doesn't anybody else feel the same way that the nation does about this team. Mr. Davis, you're letting us down. We don't deserve this for the support we've given you over our team, over our lifetimes. I'm done. I'm out. I can't. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Raider Greg. Now that was a sincere, real, heartfelt uh, call out uh, for pain. I mean, he's he's pained. His poor son has to go out there and get brutalized every Monday. But you know what? He still wears his silver and black. He knows his dad's going to get up that Sunday, turn on the TV, they're going to sit down together and watch the Raiders. No matter what. You know, no matter what, they're going to watch the team might be frustrating, might be painful, but this is the core of the fan base of the Raiders. This is what happens across the world, not just in Michigan. happens in Dallas, happens in New Orleans, happens in Canada, Guatemala, London, Russia, you name it. There's a Raider fan getting his ass out of bed to turn on his Raiders to find a place that's playing them. Listen, the fan base has gone nowhere. You know, they're they're out there every Sunday. We're out there every Sunday. And I think that Mr. Davis should really sit down and really get a heartfelt... You know, someone should tell him. Somebody's got to tell him. It's not a punchline. It's not just Raider Nation, yeah, 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 Rah, rah, rah. There are people out here bleeding this silver and black. And he's got to step up, man. It's time to turn this wagon around. And uh, it's turn it around for the Raider General and his son, to say the least. And the rest of the Raider Nation out there. Mark, get it together, bro. Thanks for the call, Raider General. You're the man. And our next caller is Raider Zach from Phoenix. What's going on, man? How's the desert out there? What's going on, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Raider Zach calling from Phoenix, Raider Nation. What's going on? 
been enduring the bad streak this year, as always, the bad drought for the past 10 years. And I just want to give some quick comments uh, from a diehard fan myself. I appreciate you guys running the show and the hardcore fans that call in every week. I love listening to what you guys have to say. But um, I just got to say a quick thing. Uh, you know, worst team in the league, uh, at least the NFL rewards the worst team in the league every year. We'll be rewarded with the number one draft pick if we continue this on. So there's hope in obtaining a superstar player out of the draft and adding to some of these young guys we have. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, honestly, looking for us to win a game, I'm not even concerned about that. Winning games is not going to really help us in any way. I don't think even individually. The only thing that winning a game could help us is if Derek Carr drives us down on the last uh, two-minute drive and, and scores and at least that'll help him uh, get better as a quarterback. That's the only thing I could see us winning, helping us out. Honestly, at this point, losing is going to help us more than anything. And uh, I heard I heard Shepard talking about getting John Gruden in there, and I love John Gruden, and I think he would uh, he would ignite a much-needed spark in our franchise. And uh, that obviously is what we need more than anything up front. And of course, we need brains and. Uh, a great coach, but I don't know if John Gruden is even worth the money that he would be getting paid. Um, I, I think that could really backfire on us, but, you know, it's better than anything. you got to get a guy that other guys respect. And, I mean, guys respect him, and how are we going to get someone like uh, uh, Bill Parcells or some guy of that type of uh, of magnitude into our organization? So if the, high, if the highest guy we can get is John Gruden, we got to get him. Um so I'm not sure how that's going to look. Sperano's been doing a good job with the team. I like what he's doing. He's an offensive-minded guy, so I like that we have an offensive guy in there helping our possibly franchise quarterback uh, better than Dennis Allen in there, who I don't think he was making any progress with. Uh, but Derek Carr, I don't want people to get a head over heels on him because I see people saying he's a franchise quarterback, but let's not get our hopes up. As a Raider fan, it's very hard not to get your hopes up because all we have is to – get our hopes up for things that are can hopefully be great. Uh, Derek Carr, all I can say, has been making leaps and bounds. He's been doing a great job. I've seen him doing better. I, I just uh, saw the Cleveland Browns game. He throws like for like 54 attempts. But, I mean, if at anything, where winning is not really mean much for us as a team, I think getting Derek Carr and letting him loose and getting him comfortable and just letting him kind of throw that thing around, you know, let him know that making mistakes are okay that you don't have to worry about getting this team to the playoffs this year because obviously no one expects it. They need to let him just throw that thing wild like Brett Favre used to and just let him get comfortable, let him feel teams out and run the no-huddle offense and let him get a feel for things and, and running the show. I think that's what we need to focus on this year is producing, uh, um, is helping our young guys uh, get better. Khalil Mack, we need to put these guys in situations and, and kind of relieve them of stress and kind of take the pressure off of them by just saying, look, you know, this team sucks this year. We're obviously not going to do anything, uh, and we're not contenders for anything at all, but the number one overall pick. They need to just let these guys go out there and, 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 and go wild, let the leash off of them and let them play. And obviously, don't let them just – forget about everything that they need to get better, but they need to let them go and just let those guys uh, try to improve and use this whole year almost as practice. Um, but other than that, 
Hopes are high, man. Raider Nation, with you all the way. I'm out. Very well said. Uh, you put you put the Owen 16 in there. We're going to get some very high draft picks. Uh, first, second, third round. They're going to get what we really need is some good young talent here. The problem I see is if they keep Veggie and he makes the picks, oh, my gosh. Uh, that's the problem I see with that. But who knows? You know, every game is a possibility. And, yes, Carr needs to get some experience. Mac needs to get experience. Uh, TJ Carey needs experience. There's a lot of young players that are playing pretty well, and those are the guys we've got to keep looking at because those are the guys we're going to keep and we're going to shit-can the rest of these dead dogs, and you know what I'm talking about, and go on to the future. Uh, we'll, we have to have a new staff. As far as John Gruden goes, yeah, there's a lot of talk. What John Gruden would bring us, honestly, would be coaches that would be willing to come here and coach. Players would be willing to come here and play. That's the problem here in Oakland. Nobody's going to come playing for Veggie McKenzie and Coach Allen. Nobody's coming here. I mean, look at the staff that, that Dennis Allen got to come to Oakland. Pathetic. Beyond pathetic. And we still have those guys on our team. They all got to go. I appreciate, appreciate it, bro. Nice perspective. We will get better. We have no choice. And our next caller is Raider Bates from Ontario, California. What's going on, my brother? Hey, Raider Craig. This is uh, Raider Bates calling in from Ontario, California. I completely understand what you're talking about, man. Um, I'm not really down, man. What I want to know is what is up with Mark Davis? What is his plan? I mean, how I see it is the thing with Reggie McKenzie. He said, you know what? Let me let me not get in the way. Let me consult with Ron Wolf. And let me get a GM that, you know, he thinks will do well with the or- Raider organization. Now, he tried that. His plan failed. But he, he was at least willing to work with the plan, not get in the way. Now, what I want to know is, Mark Davis, what is your plan? Are you going to sell the team? Are you going to try to do this yourself? Because if he's trying to sell the team, then he's doing the right thing. I think they're tanking. I think they're tanking. I think having the first overall pick is really valuable. I think having Derek Carr is valuable. I think having young pieces on the offense and defense is valuable. Now, the thing that the Raiders have to do going forward is what's going on with their stadium. Uh, Are they going to get something done in Oakland? Are they going to move? But they can't keep playing there. I mean, everybody else has nice stadiums. So, you know, we deserve something nice. We deserve something nice. We de- we deserve to move forward because the Raider fans are always going to be there, man. You know, I, I I see Raider fans that watch the game, they get pissed off, and because they really care about it. So another thing I want to say is all this negativity in the media. You know, it's it's bullcrap. You know, you see Lamar Houston go out, you know, celebrate, and he gets injured. If he, if he was still on the Raiders, you know, we would be getting bashed. 
And they're always saying, you know, X Raider this when it's something negative, but they don't talk about the current team that they're on. You know, that's bull corrupt. And the least thing I wanted to focus on is some of the positivities, uh, you know, on this team. You know, Derek Carr, he looks good. He just doesn't have the weapons, man. He doesn't have the weapons, and that's on the GM for not getting him the weapons. You know, he's he's doing it out there with the OK line. You know, I like Gabe Jackson, third-round pick. That's pretty good. You know, Donald Penn is holding his own. Menelik Watson, you know, he's going. You know, he's getting better. And on the offense, you have no real offensive weapons, man. I mean, our wideouts, they're, you know, second and third options. They're not really number ones. And tight end, you know, Osbury, he's done, man. I mean, we've been waiting for that guy for three or four years, and, and, and he's not, you know, he's done. Michael Rivera, he's a nice pass catcher when he could catch the pass. On defense, Khalil Mack, he's a beast, man. I, I, I've seen these games, and I've noticed his strength. Theo Moore has done a, a good job. And on the defensive line, you know, say what you want to say, Jelly, you know, he does, you know, pack those gaps. And we just got to see what we have in this young secondary. I think they should give, you know, Nico Thorpe maybe a little bit more playing time to see what you got there. I think check was done. I think DJ Hayden, we still have to see what he could do. Charles Woodson, I don't know what's going to happen with with our safety situation next year. Yeah, including Branch, man. Um, you know, he's been injured the past two years, so I don't know what's going to go on there. There's a lot of question marks. Um, don't get me wrong, but I see this franchise. It's going to be attractive to a new coach if they get their shit together, you know? You're going to have the possibly the first overall pick. You got your quarterback. You're going to have about $60 million in cap space. So the Raiders need, like you've said, a big name a big name that's going to change the culture because right now they do not have an identity. So we need, we're, let's just chug along and see what's going on and not try to get too down, man, because ultimately we're Raiders, we're going to be Raiders, and, you know, that's not going to change. So thank you very much for letting me, you know, um, speak a little. So I hope all of you guys have a great day, great whatever. All right, man, this is Raider Base from Ontario, and I'm out. Very nice take, Raider Base. Very nice. And we are Raiders. And you pointed out some of the positives like I'm thinking about. You know, Carr and Mac, and of course, you know, Seal Moore, unsung hero, man. The guy is awesome. TJ Carey. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, jelly. We have a lot of players in key positions, and it doesn't take a lot to turn that around. But we do need a name. We need a, we need a name, and it's not going to be Reggie McKenzie's name. That's for sure. And the funny thing, you know, I, I read this too. Reggie McKenzie was, was Ron Wolf's pick for the Raider GM job. Oh, he told Mark Davis, oh, hire McKenzie. He's the man. He'll be able to do great personnel guy. And then you know who took Reggie McKenzie's job? It was Ron Wolf's son. So... You know, there's a little fishiness going on there. I don't know if Ron Wolf is so much of a good friend of Mark Davis as more so a good friend of his own son to get an advancement in the organization. I think that was the key. I don't think Reggie McKenzie's all that at all. I think he's proven it at 8-31. and And if Mark Davis doesn't come out and say something to the Raider Nation, 
then he is a pussy. And I, you heard me say it because he's the owner. The buck stops in his ass. And the fact that we're here this late into the season with this record, with no word from Mark, that bothers me a great deal. Love the call, man. Love the passion. You know, Raider Nation, no one's going anywhere. And our next caller is my good brother, the Tempest of Tampa, Raider Mike, very smart football guy and great Raider fan. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Tampa, Florida. Just want to give you a breakdown of my analysis of this game against the Browns that we should have won. And basically, again, it goes back to our anemic offense. And basically, David, uh, excuse me, Derek Carr, excuse me, he's starting to look like David Carr, I should say that. Uh, let's, let's just start off with that. He's starting to look like his brother out there right now. Um, that, that's the problem that I'm seeing. I know he's a rookie, but he is starting to look like his brother as far as, um, you know, holding on the ball too long and taking too many sacks. I mean, he's got to get that clock, you know, that, that uh, timing down as far as if he if anybody open, he needs to throw the ball away. Basically what I'm seeing is, is regressing from his currently from the last game that we saw, you know, uh, or two games ago when we saw him play against uh, San Diego. He's holding on to the ball too long. Um, there's a lot of wide open receivers that I'm seeing on the screen. Like uh, he's like forcing the ball in the in the coverage, especially on one on one coverage. Instead of you know, um, I see a lot of these crossing routes that we have or are, are uh, receivers up in the middle are open in the middle, and he's not throwing to them. He's like eyeing the receivers down and throwing in the coverage, you know, um, and thinking that he could just you know. I think he, I guess he thinks he's Peyton Manning or something. Thinks he can just drill him in there, and that's not going to work. So, I see him regressing. Also, the play calling again is horrible. Um, Tony Sperano needs to go ahead and take the play calling away from Greg taking that because he's obviously not developing Derek Carr, and he also the play calling is just not creative. There's no, it's just vanilla. I mean, they know what we're doing pretty much every time. You know, draw plays up the middle with McFadden and Jones Drew, which, you know, um, not getting up hardly any yards. No creativity. Um, we're not throwing the ball downfield. I mean, pretty much these teams, the last three games, they've been daring us to throw the ball downfield, and we're not even doing that. We have one-on-one matchups, and part of the reason, I guess, is I see with Carr, they're throwing to the wrong receiver like James Jones, again, he doesn't have enough speed to outrun anybody. And that's another thing I have a problem with, with fat-ass Reggie McKenzie. He got rid of all our speed at wide receiver, you know. I mean, DHB, I hate to say, was coming around. I mean, I have to say it, excuse me. I think he was coming around. The dude was a good blocker. He was a speed present, and he was getting better. I mean, we already knew he was kind of a project, but, you know, we just gave up on it. I was the only speed threat. Then we got rid of Lewis Murphy, another guy that had speed that could get open. I mean, all these guys that were pretty good that we just got rid of. And, you know, James Jones, decent. You know, I like Andre Holmes. 
Uh, Bryce Butler, can they, where is he? I mean, they didn't throw the ball to him. He had two nice catches the two weeks before. No, no catches hardly last week or this week. So Greg, excuse me, she keeps saying Olsen, but yeah, he's the same thing as him. He needs to go. Play call needs to be taken away from him. And if Derek Carr can't get it together and start and stop acting like his brother, not holding on to the ball and not get rid of it and iron receivers, then, you know, I'm, I'm ready to put McGlone in the game. That's just my personal thing. Shaw can't do it because he has a noodle arm. So at least McGlone, I mean, he can, Matt McGlone can get it downfield. He doesn't, you know, he's not a hater. He knows the offense a lot better than those two. Anyway, reiteration for life. Nice breakdown of the game and actually of Carr's performance as well. I see a lot of open receivers in the flats. Like you said, I do too. He misses those guys a lot. I don't know what the problem is, but there's been several open receivers in the flat, and um, I'm not sure if he's digressing, but his brother, he's not his brother, man. His brother had like 70 sacks in one season. That's some bullshit, and Carr's not getting hit that much. He did get hit a lot that last game. Maybe that's why he had some issues, but we got to protect him better and we have to have him see the targets that are open. Uh, this we got to shit can the whole MJD project. He sucks ass, and it's a waste of a down to give him a football. He should sit his ass on the bench, let McFadden run the rest of the game, and let it go. Uh, I don't see that we should change quarterbacks at all at this point of the season. It's time for this young man to get as much experience as he can. Uh, McGloin or anybody else, for that matter, is not going to be the guy of the future. We need to let Carr learn this year. This is his time to pick it up. So next year, he can be a lot better with better players around him. That's my thoughts, brother. Thanks for the the call. It's always good. Uh, The knowledge is always good. And, uh, well, it's good to hear you call. And next, we have Raider Chad from Seattle in brutal hostile territory because the Seahawks are the Seacocks. They hate the Raiders. They've always hated the Raiders. And I love it. What's going on, brother? Hey, Raider Greg. This is uh, Raider Chad from Seattle. I'm just calling to let you know I'm going to the Raiders Seahawks game and I can't wait. Probably going to get whooped, but too bad. Um, Money Man, that dude's crazy. Still talking about Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor's garbage. Well, uh, we're probably going to go 0-16. Hopefully we can get John Gruden back. Go Raiders. There you go, man. Raider Nation's not quitting, man. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm reading Facebook. I'm thinking, what the hell are people arguing with each other for? We're all on the same team, for crying out loud. Disagree, absolutely. May disagree on what's going to happen. Who knows? But like this fan right here in Seattle going to the game, you know he's going to get, they are the worst fans ever, the rudest. They are terrible, man. Trust me. I hate the Seacock fan. And this guy's going in big and bold and God bless them for doing so, along with everybody else going to be wearing their colors there. Trust me, the Raider Nation will show up 
to every freaking game this year. The team might suck ass, but the fans will show up. It don't matter because we're the best fan base in sports. And our next caller is Autumn Wind Williams, my good friend. Hey, man, he's trying all the answers to all the questions. Check him out. Tony Sperano, I like you. I want you to be our head coach next year if you can get us some wins for this team this year. Okay. Watching your press conference was better than Dennis Allen NyQuil conversation. Of course. Hey. Of course. Hey. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) There's one thing about you, though. Hey. Why are you co-signing with Greg Greg Olson? Greg Olson is just a Greg Knopp with a name change from two years ago. He needs to go or else you need to go with him. Yeah, join your little BFF and get fired. Sperano, it's time for you to man up, reduce the man tits, gain a set of balls, and honestly say Greg Olson does not belong on his coaching staff. Tarver needs to go also. He's not the mad scientist on defense, as they say. He looks like an out-of-work substitute 10th grade biology teacher that has been brainwashed from evolution if you want to get on scientific terms. Sprano, hey, if you feel like you should be the permanent coach of the Oakland Raiders, you better make some magic happen with these two coaches and our players, or else, along with Reggie McKenzie after at the off season, you will be having a rate reunion with Dennis Allen at the EDD office. That's what I got to say about yesterday's game. I don't like how fucking Matt Schaub got put in in the first quarter to make that fake field goal, and then we end up fumbling. Well, he, he dropped the ball, basically, and ended up throwing that fucking interception. Darren McFadden, he... To me, he's been playing decent football. He's been doing what he ever what he can, basically. He's been productive, to be honest with you. But that fumble yesterday, that really cost us. It cost us a lot. We could have won a game even with the the two the two fucking fumble before, you know? It, interception. <laughs> It's just ridiculous, man. I'm just frustrated. I'm out of words. I can't even get my words right because I was watching the game earlier, and it just got me more pissed off looking at it all over again. I'm tired of fucking not having this team win no games, man. 0-7. I never felt that feeling before. 0-7. I really hope that we outdo the Seahawks like we did in preseason. That's all we can talk about is the two wins that we had in preseason. Ain't that fucking pathetic. We ain't won one game in the regular season. We about to face everybody that has reached the playoffs. 
last year. And we ain't got one win on the board. And we got Greg Olson as an offensive coach. We got Jason Tarbert as a defensive coach with coordinators. We got Sparano, who ain't got one win. I still trust more than Dennis Allen, but we ain't got one motherfucking win yet. But you know what? Still a Raider to a die. Still a Raider to a die. Please, so black. That's all I can do. Go for my team. No, regardless. Regardless, y'all. Go Raiders. I don't win Williams. I'm out. Well, Tony Sperano's not worried about getting a job because he's one of the best line coaches in the NFL. He he don't worry about working. He'd like to get the head coaching job, but it's not really uh it's not really he's not gonna be in the same line as Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen is gonna be looking for work. Uh, Sperano's they're gonna be calling his his number immediately if they haven't already started calling him. Uh Olson never won anywhere, still hasn't won here, he's going nowhere. Tarver, he's never won anywhere. He ain't winning here. He ain't going anywhere. Uh, they can't fire these guys midseason and change a bunch of shit. They're going to have to ride it out. Like I said, man, we're on this roller coaster ride all the way to the end. And trust me, the end is going to be bittersweet. It'll be sweet because it'll be over, and it'll be bitter because of our record. So in that case, good call. Uh, we're going to have to just ride this out, brother. And everybody's frustrated, I know. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller is Raider Sid, also known as the Desert Raider. Like this guy, man. He's always positive, always upbeat. <laughs> What's going on, brother? What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. All right. 0-7. We fucking suck. Another winnable game that we let fucking go right through our fingers. McFadden, how do you fumble that fucking ball? You don't fumble the ball. Fuck, it seems like if we don't have one problem and we solve a problem, another one comes up. All right. This team is capable of winning fucking games. They just have to play four fucking quarters on both sides of the ball. That's it. Easier said than done, though. Um, you know, everybody thinks we're going to get the shit kicked out of us by Seattle, and we might. You know, a lot of people are just hoping that we just don't get embarrassed. Well, fuck that. I want to win the fucking game. You know, get play to win the game. Isn't that what Herm says? All right. So, Raiders, go out there and give it your fucking best shot. DJ Hayden. Start playing some fucking ball. This is your fucking chance, man. The defense finally came around in this last game. Now the offense has got to fucking open up. Come on. Quit, quit with these fucking gadget plays, and let's get fucking moving. Let's use Carr the way he's fucking meant to, man. Stretch that fucking field. The fucking running backs are starting to get the ground game going. Let's fucking go. Come on. So good luck to the Raiders. Let's beat the shit out of Seacocks. Let's go from there. Come on. First half of the season is fucking done. The playoffs are done. We're not going anywhere. Let's go out there and win some fucking games. Let's kick some fucking ass. 
and let's see who's going to be on this team next year. Fuck it. That's all we have right now. You know, a lot of these fucking veterans that we brought in, fucking gone. Get rid of these motherfuckers. They're not doing shit. All right? So, uh, let's go, Raiders. Let's fucking have some fucking pride and poise. And go out there and play for a fucking win. All right? Okay. Come on, Raiders. This is Raiders Sid. That does it, Raider. I'm out of here. And once again, thanks for the uh, podcast. It kicks ass. Later. Wouldn't it be sweet? Wouldn't it be ever so sweet to beat the Seacocks? I mean, really? I mean, wouldn't that be sweet to beat them in their own house? I mean, that game alone, if we win this game, it would be a tremendous turnaround for the team, but mainly for us, for the fans, for crying out loud. Absolutely be epic. Like I said, any game on any Sunday, our team could rise up and be beasts. It could be this game. I'm hoping so. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is a first-timer. That's Raider Frank, the king of Palmdale. What's going on, man? What's going on, Raider Greg? This is Frank calling out of Palmdale, Southern Cal. Hey, look, I'm not going to sit and cuss, scream, yell. Welcome to your 0-7 Raiders. I met you at the tailgate right after the uh, car, right before the Cardinal game. And the one thing that struck me, a lot of fun at your tailgate, by the way, it was great. But one thing we talked about was a conversation regarding the, the future home of the Raiders. And you talked to me about Mark Davis having to pay a $260 million tax uh, when his mother passes. And uh, the state of the Raiders are really selling him. You know, I think at this point, that's where we're at. Um, I think we've got to look toward the future. Um, Oakland is their home. And I think if Oakland in the Bay Area wants to keep those Raiders, they're going to have to fight for them. They're going to have to get loud about that. Let's get to uh, the leadership of the Raiders right now. Three Stooges are running the organization. Hello. 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 Larry's gone now. Say, I beg your pardon. Do you have any idea what we're doing? No, that you mention it. No. We've got to get rid of Curly. <laughs> Curly's got to go. The man still can't finish a sentence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. And, of course, uh, Mo. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. With that haircut, really was never involved with the organization. You said that a couple of uh, blogs ago, and I absolutely believe it. In a couple of podcasts ago, you said that. Uh, Mark Davis was really not, never part of that organization. And now he's running it. And obviously, he doesn't have the leadership or the knowledge or the background to lead that organization to where it needs to go. So the best thing is to do is probably sell it. I got to say, too, I'm a season ticket holder, been a season ticket holder for the last. 15 years, 20 years, whenever they've been in Oakland, had season tickets in L.A. I live in L.A. now. But I'll tell you what, these are the years that are really, really hard. One thing I'm sick of when I go to the games is seeing all those past videos of the Raiders, the mystique of the Raiders. You know, one thing Al Davis used to say was uh, the greatness of the Raiders is in its future. And we're in the future now. And it's a lost franchise. Look, I'm I'm a loyal fan. I'll always be a loyal fan. I think 0-16 is, is hitting us right in the face. 
But I'll tell you what, I'd almost rather hear about your bathroom remodel than hear about what's going on with the Raiders right now. There are some highlights. Got to give it to Carr. I think he will be a good quarterback. Probably is their future. Khalil Max playing well. Charles Woodson, a 38-year-old guy, showing everybody how to play. So, anyways, look, like I said, not a lot of cussing, screaming, yelling. No, it, they're not worth it anymore. They're really not. But uh, Oakland is their home. I live in Southern Cal, but that's where they belong. Let's see what happens in the future. See you again at your tailgate, uh, Mr. Raider Greg. Take care of yourself. Bye. First of all, it was great meeting you. Uh, remember that at the game. Um, remember talking to you about these things, too. Uh, yes, it's true. That's what I think. I think Mark Davis, uh, like I said in the show previous, that uh, you never even heard his name when I was alive. You never saw him in the booth. You saw Jim Otto. Uh, you saw other old Raider players in there, but you never really saw Mark as part of the organization until after Al died. And that's basically uh, when he got the reins, and he didn't get groomed by Al by any means. So uh, here we are. And I hope he sells the team to a conglomerate here in Oakland. I hope he finds the money here in Oakland. Uh, but I don't really care, honestly. I'd love him to stay here, but I don't care where they go as long as they have an ownership group that's focused on one thing and one thing only, getting the very best coaches, the very best players, uh, just like Al Davis did, uh, getting the very best so this organization can actually show who they are, bring the Raiders back to who they should be, the most hated team in the league, which I love, and I just love to be hated. I cannot stand to have sympathy uh, you know, thrust upon me. Uh, what I'm getting right now is, oh, the poor, all you poor Raider fans. That's some bullshit. Uh, because trust me, the minute we start winning, I ain't going to say nothing but in your face. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the wisdom. Uh, great time at the tailgate as well. We'll see you soon, my brother. And our next caller is Silverbone Alex from Pomona, California. What's going on, Raider friend? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Silver Bones, Alex from Pomona, California, where the sun shines, shines on a horse's ass every now and again as a Raider fan. Well, I'm calling because, you know, I'm a little pissed off at where we are at 0-7. Um, not a win in sight, except for maybe the Bills. I know we're going to spank that fucking ass of the Chargers ass because we get them every year at least once. Maybe the Chiefs. Who knows? Fucking Queefs. Well, I'm calling because I think that we can do that. I am looking forward to the draft, um, whether it's that kid out of that receiver, Cooper, or if it's Gurley. We need, we need one of these motherfuckers that can catch the ball or run the ball, pound that fucking rock. So I hope we do it. I hope we do do well in the draft because we did some, some nice pickups recently and shit. Get rid of all these damn old guys, 31, 32-year-old guys that just ain't cutting it. So hope that happens. I just got one one little comment for one of my favorite guys that's on there who calls the bone line every time. Matt, or Mr. Money Man. Listen, dude, Terrell Pryor ain't shit. He couldn't even beat out a journeyman in Tavares Jackson. A journeyman that goes back and forth. Couldn't beat him out. He ain't shit. How long does he have to learn how to play in an offense? It's what, his fourth year? 
We're dealing with a rookie right now. Give him some time. He could read defenses. Terrell Pryor couldn't. The, way, the reason why his, his initials are TP because we wiped our ass with him. Toilet paper. I love the kid. Had a good attitude. But come on. Get over it, dude. All right? Get over it. Carr is our franchise. He just needs weapons. Our O-line has held up, and he has done well with that O-line holding up, passing the ball to who it needs to be. It doesn't have to be third and 40 fucking eight, bro. All right? No more Terrell Pryor talk. I'm tired of shit. With that being said, Ready Greg, you're an awesome dude. Ready Randy, awesome dude. Thanks for the podcast. Don't give up on it, man. Keep bringing it. We love it. Here, fucking work, Mount Sack. This is what gets me through the fucking night every other week. All right, man? Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, we should be looking forward to the draft. And I think as a Raider fan base, we should be looking at college games and looking to see who's out there and who's rising on the boards because we're going to be drafting very high. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, regardless of whether we beat the Chiefs or the Chargers, I hope we beat somebody. But our draft is going to be way up there, top one or two. So keep looking for the future of the Raiders is, is in its future for sure. Uh, we can hope to win a game, like I said, every Sunday. Every Sunday, you know, we sit our ass down and hope for a win. Uh, and you can still do that all the way to the end, man, because you know I am, and so is everybody else, because we are Raider Nation. There's no way around it. There's nobody going to turn away from a game. I don't care how pissed off you are. Thank you for the call, brother, and certainly for the props. And our next caller, yes, it's him. And I hope he doesn't say anything about Pryor. <laughs> but this is my good brother. He's a good Raider fan. This is Money Man Has Spoken Raider. What's happening, man? Please don't say nothing about Pryor. Yet, 
we only had like six points until a garbage time touchdown came about in the you know, wee moments of the game. And here we are, winless after seven games. Ridiculous. But I won't talk about, well, I won't talk about somebody that talks somebody. I don't want nobody laughing or getting a good joke out of it. But nonetheless, I just say zero. And I think we know what that means. And, of course, I like to put blame out there on situations, and I will, regardless of what people say. You got to keep it real. And a lot of it had to do with the play calling. And I don't like to see people fired when I think they're doing a shitty job, though. They need to be. And Greg Olson really needs to have his offensive coordinator title taken from him and sent out the door, right along with a sudden person that went a few weeks earlier. And we know who that is. The play calling is putrid, and I have to blame some of that on Sperano as well because he knew the play was coming in. He knew the plays were coming in, and he allowed them to. So he is culpable as well. So really, I'm just, I'd be happy as a motherfucker when this staff is just cleaned the fuck out of here because they know not what they're doing. And, of course, I'm going to put some blame out there on Derek Carr as well, despite what people say that he is the guy. He may be the future, but he is not the now. And right now, we need somebody that can at least get this damn goose egg off our back, and he can't do it. Yes, he has a cannon for arm. We know that. The back shoulder throws, yes, but that's all he can basically do. He has trouble reading a defense. He gets rid of the ball too early before the play develops. He panics. I'm like, why? Slow down, but he does not do that. And if y'all keep thinking that he is the guy, that's fine. But like I said, he's not the now. It would not kill the team to put him on the bench and see what either Matt Sharp or Matt McGloin can do. They can't do no worse. So give them an opportunity to see if they can get this fucking goose egg off our back because Carr can't do it. He's shown me I've seen enough, man. I've seen enough. We can't keep living on that damn preseason game versus Seattle and thinking this guy is the man. He's not. Not right now. He may be in the future, but he's not right now. We have to get that through our heads. He's not right now. So let's go with somebody else and see what they can do. Let Carr sit. Let him learn. And maybe down the road, we can put him back in there and he'll be ready to go. But he's not ready. And I don't want to call out the plays, but yes, I will. There's a couple of plays out there. When he got hit by Kruger, everybody want to blame that on the offensive line. No, that was Carr's guy. He's supposed to know that guy was free. He didn't see it. That's why he got the shit knocked out of him. 
and the fumble that he had when he ran through his own man. People want to blame that on our offensive line, too. No, that's him. He ran into the man. The offensive man, offensive lineman is blocking. He's supposed to see that. That's on him. And the wide receiver just running free out there, wide open. He doesn't see him. Third and 21, why are you throwing a three-yard pass? That wasn't the play call because he wants to get rid of the ball too fast. He is doing that, people. He is. Like I said, he's a good guy. He's a good Christian guy, good Christian fellow. But he's not the quarterback to lead this team right now. Put him on the bench and let him learn. And maybe we can get a win. It's just win, baby. And saying that, Raider Greg, Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, I got to disagree with you on the car thing. He is the quarterback of the future, as far as I can see. He does have to learn. That's why he's in there. He has is making mistakes. That's why he's in there. We can only hope for him to improve on these when he looks at the film. And listen, McGloin, we've seen him. He ain't going to do anything for us. And <laughs> we're certainly not going to put in our other quarterback after the first pass of his NFL career with the Raiders being a pickoff. I just don't think that's a, a, a positive thing for Carr or anything positive for the growth of the organization. Listen, those two guys are not going to get a win for us. We have to move forward with the players we have, the young players, and and deal with their mistakes. And Carr does miss a wide-open receivers. Of course, this is what it is to learn the game. We have a shitty coach as the offensive coordinator. We have a terrible defensive coordinator, and he does not have the pieces around him to help him to be successful. But he is learning. And that's where he needs to be. He needs to stay in the hot seat and continue to work on his craft. This, this year is over. Uh, you know, goose egg or no goose egg, I don't give a shit if we go winless, whatever. We need to improve. And if it takes going winless to have everybody step up next year, that's fine with me. Because we're already not going anywhere. So let's get a better draft choice and help to teach this young team how to win. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. I appreciate your take. But Carr is the man, and we have to allow him the opportunity to learn how to be the man. Thanks for the call, brother. And my next caller, the Raider Junkie, RJ, from Whittier, California. Very passionate, very good Raider fan. The guy loves this team. What's up, man? Hey, Raider. Go Raider Great Raider Randy. This is RJ from East Whittier, the Raider Junkie, calling in on a Wednesday night, man. I had to let off some steam for a few days after that fucking game, man. I couldn't believe it, man. We should have won that fucking game. There is no way we should have fucking lost that, man. But no, that's the way our fucking season is going, man. Everything that looks good, we're marching downfield. Everything's fucking great. And then fuck, a fumble. You know, or a fucking penalty. You know, that's the way our season is going, Raider fans. I'm telling you. 
We cannot fucking get a fucking break, whether it's the refs or the fucking team that fumbled, interceptions, penalties. Something has to fuck up a drive, you know? We should have won that game. Uh, you know, you guys saw the game. You guys know all about it. I don't need to go all over this. Fuck the stats. Fuck everything. I'm just so fucking frustrated with this fucking team, man. You know what? I want fucking Reggie out of here, man. Get him the fuck out of here. I know he's not fucking playing. Maybe he needs to fucking put on his fucking helmet. Get his fucking ass out there and do something. Well, goddammit, he ain't doing shit. Fucking spending all that fucking money for $8 million for a clipboard fucking guy that holds it. Fuck shop. Then he comes in for his first fucking pass as a raise and interception. Fuck shop. You know, even tough. What? Two sacks, maybe? Maybe three? Fuck tough. You know, Woodley gets hurt out for the year. Money spent. Fuck all that, man. I'm tired of this shit. You know what? As a Raider fan, I'm still going to watch the game. I am not going to be like these other assholes. They're saying, oh, I'm all Raider, man. Yeah, yeah, Raider. As soon as they fucking start losing, they all of a sudden, they fucking jump off the fucking wagon. Well, you know what? Get the fuck off the Raider wagon and go fucking jump on another one. You know what? Don't come back, motherfuckers. Because you know what? I'm a diehard. Like they say, hey, I'm, I'm a Raider. Whether win, lose, tie, or 0 for 16, I'm still fucking wearing my gear, and I'm still representing it. So you know what? Raider fans, you just wear your gear with pride still. Yeah, it's going to change. Things are coming. It's going to change. But the first change is get that fucking Reggie, Reggie out of here. We've got to get him out of here, man. And you already know where I'm going with it. And I don't need to say it. You guys saw it on Monday Night Football. That's the man we need. People saying, oh, no, he didn't win anything. He won with Tony Jernsey's defense. Well, fuck, Tony Jernsey couldn't win a fucking Super Bowl anyway with that team he had. So he had no offense. Gruden just came in, stalled an offense, and won with fucking what? What was that guy? Uh, uh, Dilford or what? Fucking Rob Johnson? Who in the fuck was the quarterback? I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. The thing is, Gruden knows talent. Gruden knows that he wants to come back to Oakland, and I want him back. I would love to have him back, even if he wasn't a head coach. Be a general manager then. You know, fucking bring in fucking Rich Gannon to be a quarterback coach or offensive coordinator, something. Let's just fucking change this up, man, because we ain't doing shit this year. The only thing we're fucking playing for is the first-round pick. And you know what? I do not want to go 0-16 like Detroit fucking find me a fucking win. I want that fucking edge. I don't, I'd rather go 1-15, but not only 16. Anyway, Greg, you could tell I am fucking pissed, dude. But you know what? I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Hey, I love uh, 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 Matt going crazy, man. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. You know, he's going to be our defensive leader. And I see him, if we play everything right, if he just continues as he's doing, he should be rookie of the year or at least runner-up, man, because he's having an awesome year. But uh, other than that, between him and Carr, that's all we got this year. That's all we got because there ain't nothing much left. So I'm going to end it at this. Fuck all you guys that jumped off the wagon on the Raiders. You know what? Don't even fucking come back. Go somewhere else. We don't want you. We want loyal, loyal fans that will sit through this thing all the way through no matter what the season. We anticipate next year, maybe it'll be a lot different, but it has to change. There, Mark Davids, you got to fucking grow some balls, you know? I'm just fucking tired, dude. You could tell. I'm just fucked. This is just fucking frustration, like every other Raider fan. 
You know, even the bloggers, even the bloggers, Dylan, uh, or uh, uh, what's his name, The Shield, everybody, every every blogger's out there, all, everybody's pissed. So, Raider fans, get on the fucking bone line and fucking let it out. And Greg, thank you for letting me let this out. Love you guys. Take care, Raider Nation. Hopefully we get a fucking win somewhere. I know we're going to Seattle, but hey, things Things could happen. Miracles do happen. Let's see what happens. All right? All right, Raider Nation. I'm out. This is a perfect call to end on right here. You know, nobody's jumping ship, but there's a lot of people that are pissed. You know, saying, I'm not watching this team anymore. I'm not wearing my stuff anymore. It comes right off the top of their head. But it's not true. I'm not going to watch this team anymore. Trust me. They're going to watch this team. I'm going to wear my Raider stuff. Trust me, they're going to wear their Raider stuff. And the first time when someone says, what, are you not a Raider anymore? They're going to get up in their grill, maybe kick some ass. It's a sensitive subject here, man. The Raider Nation, we can be pissed about our team. But, you know, don't let anybody else be dogging our team because that's some fucked up shit. And that's going to cost them heat. <laughs> Trust me. Nobody's going anywhere, like I said. I'm not going anywhere. The Raider Nation is going to be here. We're going to watch our team. We're going to be pissed. We're going to be frustrated, just like the callers. Everybody's on the same page. Honestly, you can hear it. All the Raider Nation is pissed and frustrated. But you know what? Sunday's another game and another chance to get well, another chance to win, another chance to improve. Who knows? Even if we lose, Carr might throw five touchdowns. But, see, this is the magic of the NFL. Next year, next year, it could be our year. And if Gruden comes, or somebody else needs to come that has a name and credentials that can draw talent, and I mean talent from the coaching ranks, we need good coaches. This is a huge thing. We need good draft picks. This is a huge thing. And I just don't think Veggie is up to the job. But that's my opinion. As far as I'm concerned, Mark is just waiting for this team to get sold. So there's a lot of drama going on. Don't matter to me. I just like to see a win just like you. And on that, I am Raider Gret. And I am. Commitment to excellence, we deliver. And we'll play past regulation. It's the invasion of the Raider Nation. Let's get it.